everybody and welcome back to Opera Offstage. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. We want to really dive into what being a good colleague looks like and what it can look like. We obviously always talk about how the music world is so small and everybody knows everybody. And so much of that is really just being a good colleague. So much of honestly getting gigs and getting work and like progressing in a career has to do with being a good colleague and I just think like people like regardless of whether you're a good colleague or not like it's not always something that we like actively think about like what does that mean like how can I actively be a good person to the people that I work with so let's dive into it I think honestly one of the things that having to be a good colleague really has to do with is not I guess is fighting the temptation to be a victim of scarcity mindset because so much of being a bad colleague has to do with jealousy has to do with being intimidated that somebody's gonna like get a position and that means like you're never gonna have a career and as hard as it is to feel sometimes like there is enough opportunity for everyone you know yeah and I feel like if you can really sell that to yourself and really believe it you will in turn treat other people well because you know you're not always like it's not always a cutthroat competition yeah i think you have to remember that it's honestly better for you if you are not the best musician in the room you learn a lot more from being surrounded by a bunch of like really good musicians than you do by being the best musician there yeah and realistically like the opportunities to be surrounded by great musicians and good friends like it's it's something to be celebrated but it is very easy to like fall into this trap, especially uh, if you have somebody come in who's, you know, got more training than you do or what have you or somebody who's the same voice part. But the reality is, is you just don't have control over casting. You don't have control over opportunities. All you can do is your best and trying to punish others socially or like trying to, you know, the, you're, you're not going to win anything by playing that game and it will make everyone miserable. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, a career in music is really hard. So I feel like, honestly, it will be easier on you mentally to really try and be happy for other people who are making it work than it will be, like, you're not going to be a better musician because you're like, ugh, I can't believe that person got it over me. Like, life sucks. Like, you're not going to be a better musician. Like, you're definitely not going to be a happier person, you know? And that person, like, who did get the job if they like have an opportunity for you to have in the future like maybe they're not going to recommend you so like there is enough opportunity out there for everyone maybe not everybody's going to be singing at the Met and that's okay that's not like the pinnacle of success exactly but you bring up a good point which is that a part of being a good colleague is also prioritizing Woo, prioritizing your own mental health here's the thing Everyone would love to be there for everybody whenever they can. But the reality is, is that we're all in charge of ourselves. And as much as it's great to reach out to people, you do need to be taking care of yourself at the same time, which means if you have to step back from things or, you know, you need to ask for time to go and go see a therapist, go, you know, do things to de-stress yourself. Like, do put those things first. Yeah. Um, Because the reality is that the kindest thing you can often do for others is to take those steps early before you completely burn yourself out or you push yourself towards a breakdown. Yeah. 
And and I know that's kind of a conflicting thing being like self-care is the best thing you can do for others, but self-care is the best thing you can do for <laughs> others. And I say that like as a person who has been on both sides of that coin where I really needed help from people and they weren't capable of supporting me in that way. At the same time, I've had friends who needed more serious help than I was able to provide. So taking care of yourself, sleeping, eating, drinking water, um, making sure you're not overworking yourself, making sure you're not up all night. You know, making sure you're talking to the, the people who can actually provide you with realistic support. It's a really, really good thing. And it will make your working life so much better. <laughs> yeah. No one can be expected to be a cheerleader 24-7. Like, if... I think this also kind of comes in with social media. Like, if somebody's continued success is, like, actually really making you feel bad, like, it's okay to, like, mute them. It's okay to, like, take a break and, you know, be like, okay, like, I'm happy they're doing well, but, like, I can't be seeing all of their thrilled to announce posts like that's totally normal totally fine and you should take care of yourself and your mental health absolutely but i would say you know i would really challenge you if you're seeing people who are successful and it's kind of eating at you i would challenge you i would wow i would challenge you to say the word challenge <laughs> uh i would challenge you to i would challenge i would challenge you to turn that into being supportive of them like try commenting try celebrating what they're i'm not winning this i challenge you to celebrate them more and turn them into positive social interactions with other people instead of letting stuff like that boil up inside you especially if they're your friends and it's normal to get jealous of people even your friends when they are getting opportunities and you wish you had them but i think a lot of times it's easier to turn those feelings around than you think it is Especially by having like an active moment with that person, be like, "Can I ask you what you did? Could I see your tapes? Like, can you tell me what helped you during the auditions process? Like, turn it into a learning moment and an opportunity instead of something that's eating away at you." Totally, yeah. And that's not awkward. I feel like if somebody like asked me, like, "Oh, can you tell me like how did you land this audition? Or like, what are some steps that you did like before your audition that made you feel like really good? Or like, is there anything tangible that like..." you feel like really helped you getting this gig or whatever like I'd be like oh my god yeah let me tell you <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I wouldn't be like Ugh, how dare you trying to copy me like I would never ever think that and I feel like a lot of people do want to help one another and like even if they don't want to help you honestly like they're probably going to be flattered enough <laughs> to tell you anyways yeah and honestly if you're a person right now who's getting a lot of opportunities Go ahead and share what you thought got you there. Was it a connection that you made somewhere? Was it better networking? Was it you had a really good audition season? You know, share that kind of stuff. Because that's also being a good colleague is pointing out like things that really helped you that you might not have known. Totally. Yeah. That brings me to like my next little like talking point is. Yeah. So we kind of talked about like the general gist of being a good colleague, but I wanted to give you guys some tangible things, actions, um, that you can go out and do to, you know, help your fellow musicians. And I think, you know, I'm a social media girl. So one of the things that I always find really helpful is when, you know, if I'm going to be like brave enough to be like, I'm feeling really proud about this opportunity I got, or I just got cast in this or yada, yada. If I'm going to like go out and post it, like it is nice to have people be like, oh, congratulations. Like, you know, it is nice to have like a warm welcoming to that. And so go ahead and share your friends' social media. Share their thrilled to announces. Go ahead and celebrate their successes. Leave, like, a little nice comment because, like, it's just – it creates, like, a, a nice little positive environment all around. Yeah. And, the, you know, and then, of course, if you're able to, like, actually go to the event. 
like if you can watch your friends perform if you can go see people's recitals or even just doing a solo in like a church gig like it means a lot to those people like it meant the world to me to have I had friends come out just for a church solo once and I was really proud of that moment like it was one of my first real jobs and it, it made my whole week well yeah because this is like our livelihood so being able to support other people who are like all we're all doing this as a job right to some extent we're trying to make a career out of it and so if you can go out and you know take the hour the hour and a half it is to go to somebody's recital like to go see whatever opportunity they're in it really makes a difference for for people and your friends and even if you're not as close to them like it can really help strengthen a relationship with another colleague yeah well and I would also say that sometimes it's kind of a demystifying thing like if you are building up that place in your head where you're like this person gets all the opportunities they're so much better than me like I just like I I don't understand go and watch them perform because I would say 99% of the time what you're going to realize is it's probably something little probably language or maybe a little bit more comfortable on a stage than you but like chances are if you're in the same sphere of performing like you're both in grad school or you know undergrad or whatever together there's not some big thing you're missing yeah like they're a human they have human abilities it'll break down that barrier in your head where you're like I just don't have it if you just go and watch a bunch of people perform yeah and it's also a learning opportunity if you're like oh my god what is it about this person you go and watch them perform you might be like oh you know what like their acting is really good. Like, yeah. I think I can, like, bring that out more in my own performance. Or, like, oh, you know what? Like, their diction was amazing. Like, maybe I'll ask them if they want to, like, grab coffee and, like, go over yeah. diction together. Like, it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. And in the vein of, like, going to people's recitals and events, like, I definitely look back. And I don't know if this is just a general thing or a me thing. But outside of, like, my closest sphere of, like, music friends and, like, colleagues like I can say about myself that I have a lot of room for improvement of like going in to support people outside of my inner circle and I feel like a lot of people do that especially in grad school I when wish we, we spaced out recitals better because that's yeah. the thing is like the you recital end up in these weeks, you're getting ready for your recital is one part of it and then the other part of it is like sometimes it's audition season too so people are gone for auditions like I had a couple of people who messaged me who were like sorry I had to be out of town for an audition but like I hope your recital went great but you just get so burnt on it and you're like I can't see a a one hour recital every single day this week yeah or I'll even like now that I'm out of school I'll have friends who are like doing something or like singing in a choir like out in LA and I like live in the suburbs and I'm like I don't want to drive in traffic you know it's like but suck it up go drive in traffic to go support fellow music no I could definitely do more especially even for some people in my inner circle it definitely gets harder as you get older though because, like, sometimes those opportunities are spaced out. But there's also live streams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But keep investing in your friends who are performing. I would also say one of my biggest things, like, one of the best things you can be do to be a better colleague is to not be an opportunity hog. And honestly, like, it rubs me the absolute worst way when you meet another musician who, like, is proud to be an opportunity hog. Like, that just gives me, like the absolute ick if something comes your way that doesn't suit you don't make it fit if something doesn't work with your schedule don't like 
go around it to like miraculously make it work and like move your whole life to make it work like pass it along to a friend this is something you're actually really good at because when i moved out here i don't have the social connections michelle has out here like she's been singing in churches out here forever and And so occasionally like a social gig of some kind will come up or like a church thing and she can't do it and she'll usually pass it on to me and if it doesn't work for me we'll pass it on to more pepperdine friends you know but like it's super helpful because i didn't have those connections and now i have some connections out here and you know, yeah, it's a very helpful thing, especially as a starting musician and especially if you're more established in your area. Yeah, I love to pass on things to people I, because mostly because like except that one time when you passed me like an impossible aria to learn in three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but I was like, if she feels ballsy and wants to do it, but like I'm not going to not learn, let her know. learn a Madam Butterfly aria in three <laughs> yeah. days. But I appreciate your belief in me. I, I really <laughs> believed in you. But it, it's it's funny because, you know, actually, <laughs> I was going to recommend a, an opportunity to you that I couldn't do. And you know why I didn't? Why? Because I literally was texting you. I was like, oh, I got asked to sing at this thing. Do you want to fill in? And it was literally, we were recording an episode together. And I almost hit set. And I was like, I'm literally recording with Jesse. She can't do it either. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. But... But definitely look into your group of people and, yeah. like, pass on opportunities. And if you don't know, like, build that kind of network with people because it's super nice. And usually people pass it the other way. I haven't had the opportunity to do that for Michelle. But, like, in the future, if there's ever that kind of gig, and there are certain gigs that, like, for example, I don't really do pop music, but Michelle is a great pop singer. Like, there are tons of gigs that can be passed around that you can pass people on to. So it's a great way to really establish your network of friends and it's just a super nice thing to do it is and i don't think that you like really serve yourself for taking gigs that like you're not either passionate about or like don't really fit you like i don't think that you're a better musician for taking those like if you have to get paid like i have nothing but respect for those situations but if you have the opportunity to pass it on to somebody who is a better fit like it doesn't say anything negative about you like you're being a good colleague and the people are going to be happy that they got hired and the people who are still looking for somebody to take the job are going to be happy because they found somebody like it's a total win-win all around yeah and that also means like if you you know if you work with somebody and they don't pay you or they don't pay you on time or you have to keep coming back to them for like can you send it or they don't give you the full information or equipment like that's something you should pass on to people too Um, even if you're not the person telling them about the gig or whatever like if you can let people know like hey it's fine to work for them but just know you'll have to pester them for your payment because they don't pay up front or you know or ask for your payment up front because it can be really annoying Uh, share that kind of info because it really sucks to walk into a situation and know that you could have been warned and it sucks to walk away from that situation and feel helpless and part of the ways that we help and raise each other up is by letting each other know which groups not to work for, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely let people know if you have a bad experience. And also, going off of that, don't refer terrible gigs to other people. <laughs> yeah. like, And if it is, if you get like a gig that comes your way and you're like, ooh, that's like too low for me or that's too much of a big time commitment or like, I don't really want to do that. Like, if you do ask somebody else like are you interested give them the full transparent details so they like can make an informed choice and i mean if you're okay with like (laughs) this sounds awful but you know sometimes connections don't hurt to burn or maybe somebody just doesn't know so for example if 
you've worked with somebody a couple times and let's say they're like a family friend or something, it's okay if, if especially if they don't, you know, have, if you're not worried about burning the connection, is all I'm saying, work-wise, to let them know that like, hey, that's not an acceptable way to like reach out and treat musicians. Like you're going to have to pay more. You're going to have to da 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 You know, it's okay if, if you feel safe doing that to tell that person directly like that doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing something really good for the next people because some people genuinely just don't know. Like, some people genuinely don't know how much it costs to hire live musicians. Yeah. And if you're able, don't accept trash gigs. I, I, this is, like, really tricky for me sometimes because, like, I can definitely respect that there are people out there who, for whatever reason or at whatever point in their career, like, are okay with taking, like, really low-paying jobs. And I'll never, like, really judge somebody for being in that position, but... I will say we all suffer when fellow musicians and artists settle for like way less. Like if we all allow ourselves to be criminally underpaid for our services, like it just continues to spread this idea that like what we do isn't valuable or that we don't have schooling and that we aren't like, <laughs> I don't it's like know, the able to of, do our job well. It's like the curse of Fiverr. Ugh. Everyone knows the website Fiverr where you can get a bunch of stuff. Horrendous. But it's funny because, like, the stuff you can get on there is super limited. Yeah. Like, it's based on these people being able to make money on a bulk of things. And a lot of their processes for making stuff like that, like, if you meet a j- person who, like, makes jingles, for example, like, part of that is they've got a lot of stock music that they've already written for themselves to write on top of. Yeah. Like, it's a... Uh, but there's this, just this idea that you can, like, criminally underpay people for things and get the same quality as someone who, like, hired, hired someone. Yeah. And you're wrong. And we need to make sure people know that that's wrong. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with taking a gig because somebody's family or singing at, you know, somebody's wedding for free if, like, they're super close with you. But you also need to be careful that they know that that's not a thing that can happen for the friend of the friend of a friend. Yep. Yeah. Another, like, just really important thing doesn't feel like it needs to be said but can be you need like pay honest compliments when you see people do really well and I don't mean that you have to congratulate everybody on everything but I especially specific compliments like if you can point out something that somebody's been working on or just something that you thought really stood out about their performance that's way more meaningful than just a you did great today because those all kind of fade into the background on a night where like a bunch of people or even like a yeah, we used to have, like, a weekly performance. But if everybody walks up and like, good job, isn't really the same as, like, wow, I your diction was great today. Like, I heard every single word. It was awesome. Yeah. Or, like, you really commanded that stage today and, like, really took up space. It was really cool. Like, those are the compliments that stick out to people and that you remember and, like, keep you going. Totally. Like, the huge confidence boost that those provides. They have to be honest, though. Like, don't BS people. But yeah, if you're like close to them or you're in a class with them, like if you're like, you know, oh my gosh, I know you've been working on your diction. Like, I just wanted to let you know in your performance today, like you killed it. Or like, I know you've been like playing with different interpretations of the song. Like I, it was really clear what you were trying to convey. Like stuff like that really honestly lasts a lifetime. Oh, yeah. And it's like, amazing. Within the genre of this, learn how to give good feedback in general. Um, part of this is knowing when to give feedback for example I will often ask Michelle for feedback because I trust her um but if I didn't ask you for feedback uh, I don't want to hear it yeah 
like you, and it's okay to say like hey can i tell you something about your performance like can i give you like a, a you know you can always ask if you do have something that you think is helpful to people but also be respectful if that person says no yeah <laughs> um but you like everyone has like a couple trusted people who they'll go and be like hey can you give me like a run by like a you know note by note how did you feel about this yeah um so step one ask for permission um but this is also a really way, good way to get involved if you're not necessarily if you're in ensemble or you're an understudy. Um, I was in a production where I was an understudy for a double cash show. So I was mostly doing ensemble stuff and just chilling. But I also had to take a lot of notes related to the character I was understudying. And I asked the other two people, hey, do you, can I give you notes on the performance? Can I give you feedback? Um, because at the time we had another performer who hadn't learned their music who was the focus of a lot of attention. So they just weren't getting as much feedback on their performance as they normally would have been. And both of these people were super cool about it. Like we were all really good friends and, you know, I was giving positive and, you know, fix this feedback, constructive. And uh, it worked out really well. And it kept me really engaged with the show at a time where I kind of wanted to just like space. Yeah. Oh, you have so much power as an understudy. I know nothing is more helpful than if you are an understudy, especially in like double cast situations where like there really is just not enough time for the performers cast to like run and write their blocking or whatever notes down. Like if you're able to take those notes for them and share them, like you deserve everything in the world. (laughs) You are the best kind of person. Yeah. But also the way in which you give um, feedback is important. Uh, A good style to start out with if you're just, uncertain is compliment sandwich which is to say positive critical positive it works great it keeps the critical comment from being like overwhelming but i think the other thing that people need to learn about feedback is feedback isn't all negative Mm -mm. a lot of people believe that criticism is only valid if it's negative or critical or you know but criticism is also positive (laughs) Yeah, And knowing what's good about an, a performance is just as important as knowing what wasn't good about it. Yeah. So balance yourselves. <laughs> balance. Um, another really, really big one for me is sharing resources. You guys, it's 2022 and gatekeeping, gatekeeping. <laughs> gatekeeping is not a cute look. So if you have stumbled upon some beautiful resource, so be it a website be it like a chain of YouTube videos for like backing tracks or if you like stumbled upon an amazing photographer who did killer headshots and you know all your friends are looking for a photographer like whatever it may be share the wealth connect people if you're like oh my gosh this person's working on this project like I think that this person should meet this person like do it like be that connector be that sharer yeah you're not a, a better musician for denying people the same resources. No, you're so annoying. I hate it when people do that. Like, ugh, you're disgusting to me. Um, <laughs> don't don't withhold the wealth. A very simple one is, like, bring extras when you're in rehearsal. Everyone loves the person who has an extra pencil. Or if you have a double score, like, bring an extra score. Just stuck, stick it in your bag. Um, or even, like, hand sanitizer, cough drops. And cough drops can be an af- absolute light Cough drops can be an absolute lifesaver. When you are stuck coughing in the middle of, like, a rehearsal, it is the worst. It only got worse during COVID because then, you know, everyone acts like you've got the plague even though you've got hay fever. 
So (laughs) (laughs) having a couple extras in your bag is always nice. You will get labeled the mom friend, but everyone will love you. Okay, but let me just say the people who have extra cough drops on them, there is like a special place in heaven for you. And that's just a fact. The like, Ricola corner. Yeah, you are truly Ricola like, VIP section. Yes, you are the best of the best. But yeah, super helpful. And like, there's nothing worse than showing up to rehearsal and realizing you don't have a pencil or something because you feel so silly. So be that person. Another important thing is that if someone else messes up and it messes you up, you don't need to point it out. The director knows what the show sounds like. The musicians know what the show sounds like. Everyone knows usually where the mistake happened, and the couple of people who might have thought it was you don't really matter. Um, Also, you're going to build immensely bad vibes by pointing out other people's mistakes like that because nobody likes to be publicly roasted. I once got falsely accused of this, and I still harbor a grudge against that person, (laughs) and I still talk shit about them to this day. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, if anything, if there is something that is consistently going wrong or whatever and nobody's pointing it out or, like, it's blamed on you or whatever, just privately pull that person aside later and ask if they can, like, if you can run it, you know, outside of regular rehearsal time or you can run it somewhere else. It's way nicer. It's way easier. And everyone will appreciate the discretion of that because everyone has done something where they mislearned a note or something that throws somebody else off. So all I'm saying is when there are mistakes and stuff, be discreet about fixing them. Don't point out other people's mistakes publicly. It's it's a bad mood for the room. Yeah, it's also like calling them out publicly. <laughs> not only does it not feel good, like even for the people who are like not involved, but at the same time, it's like that doesn't necessarily fix the problem, right? Like it's just not helpful. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. You might be like the guy who accused me of screwing him up. You might be wrong. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, and then the director will absolutely tell you to your face that you're wrong. If you're wrong, and then you deserve it. Then double, <laughs> it's doubly bad. Just a um, double knife stab. Yeah. And then to wrap it up, we're bringing it back to a classic one. Don't spread rumors or talk behind other people's backs, which is very funny considering what I was just saying about that person. But you'll notice I didn't mention where it happened or who it was for this exact reason, because stuff comes around and around and around. Okay. It will always come back to bite you. It doesn't matter how discreet you thought you've been. It doesn't matter who you told, who swore to secrecy. It doesn't matter when or where or how. It will always come back. If you really have to talk about that kind of thing, find someone who is completely outside the situation. Uh, A therapist is, I mean, condition number one would be awesome. But, like, call your mom for all it matters. Like, call (laughs) someone who is not in your music department, who is not related to music in any way. Go talk to your completely non-musical friends. But keep it out of the department and keep it out of there. And if you can, keep names out of it. Keep, you know, pronouns and stuff out of it. Like, make it as discreet as you can because that stuff absolutely... Like, I'm not denying your need or, like, the reality that people talk about things and need to talk things out. But you need to be decisive and careful about who you talk about it with. There's a good, there's a way to be a good colleague and, and shit talk <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> The two can still simultaneously Everyone exist. Everyone has to let off steam. I've, I've definitely had to complain about people who weren't even necessarily doing something wrong, but just were grading me. Yeah. Either it was long hours or just a difficult something. But it doesn't matter because you just have to take it out. Yeah. And the other thing that I would warn you about is you are not as sure about what is information that you can share as you think you are. Because opera is still a very old school industry. And so is classical music. And so are a lot of the jobs we take. 
there are things like, for example, you may think that everybody knows somebody's sexual orientation. That is not a guarantee. And that's especially not a guarantee if we're talking about certain jobs where sexual orientation may actually prohibit them from being able to take the job. For example, in churches. Because most churches, super chill. They don't really care. But unless you know that for absolute certain, you do not need to be sharing information about people's partners or girlfriends, boyfriends, so have what have you. Okay? And that doesn't even just go with sexual orientation. There are places that have issues with people living together. <laughs> so, you know, unfortunately, if you misstep and you say, oh, yeah, so-and-so and her boyfriend, I'm going over to their house later, you might have just stopped somebody from getting a job. Woohoo! And, like, yeah, it sucks. It shouldn't happen. It's a silly rule. And I, you know, I don't think it should keep people from singing. But what I'm saying is, is you need to be careful about what information you share about other people's private lives at work. Because you don't know what the other person thinks about those things. And you don't know what rules and standards certain schools, performance programs, and churches have. So be considerate and make sure that if they haven't shared that information specifically in front of you with this group, you don't need to share it either. Yeah. Also, if somebody like comes to you with a rumor or like, oh, did you hear this person? Yada, yada, yada. Don't spread it. Like so many times, like the people involved in rumors, like actually really don't have anything to do with the rumor itself. So and you don't know how it formed, like how it's changed from person to person. So like it's always better to just be like, you know, that's not really something that I'm interested in talking about. Like just shut it down. Like, you don't have to be rude, but just just don't engage. Yeah, just say, like, there are lots of rumors I've shut down personally by just saying, like, you know, that's something I would have to confirm with the people involved. So yeah. I, I just don't have an opinion on it. Totally. And that's a good way of saying, like, do you really have all the information you think you have? And do you need to be telling other people about it? Yeah. It's snarky, but it works. <laughs> anyway, stay safe out there. Be a good colleague. Be a good friend. And uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.